Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Welcome to episode 72 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Drew Helmholtz with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I'm Sam with Bowser Consulting. And in today's fabulous episode, we're going to talk about a little friendly competition. How's that sound for you, Sam? It sounds competitive. Right. If you and I start getting competitive, we'll start talking over each other. So let's, you and I, hold off on it. Allow the fabulous producer, Lucas, to throw a sound drop in here. And let's talk about friendly competition. Buddy, you're a boy, make a big noise, playing in the street, gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face, you big disgrace, kicking your can all over the place, singing, we will, we will rock you. So this friendly competition you speak of, take me on a trip, tell me exactly what it is you got in mind, and then let's, uh, let's do that thing we do. All right, so there's a couple things going on here. First, just for full, total disclosure, better than yesterday and my entire thought process is not ever actually about what other people are doing. I think it kind of opens up excuses, right? If I rank all of my stores every week, the bottom three are always going to be the bottom three because they can rationalize why the others have some benefit out of their control. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I'm all about that. So I'm about trying to to make the moves that matter for you. Then there's a little friendly competition in our business. We know Friday night's busy. We know we have a couple key metrics that we can control right there, right then that night, right? Whether it's a load time or a wait time, there are a couple things we can control. And if you think back, I, I don't know if you had this in your early days when you were with corporate as a manager, with a franchise as a manager, but I know I had it for a little bit where you get the the Friday night like sales calls, right? Because you didn't have the leaderboards back then because, you know, we're old. So like 10 o'clock, you'd start calling around to other stores to make sure that you're beating everybody. Of course. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So fast forward to this week. And now I'm going to tell you what I kind of did this week. And then we can share how maybe our listeners can do this to to just goose their stores a little bit and see if their results can get a little better. I'm out in Salt Lake this week, and I'm doing the second week of my uh, manager boot camp, and it's about handling the rush. The way the class goes is I'm actually split between two stores. So on uh, Tuesday, I was in the Kern store, and then Wednesday through Sunday, I'm going to be in the Cottonwood store. And I taught the assistants and the managers of a couple stores who are going to stay in those two stores how to set up the rush. And we talk about like a pre-rush checklist. We talk about why we use reports, how we prep, how we save seconds at two o'clock in the afternoon to save, I'm sorry, how we save minutes at two o'clock in the afternoon to save seconds at six o'clock at night. I'm with you. I like it. Bam, load times drop instantly. Wait times drop instantly because they're paying attention and they're focused. Yes, I'm adding like a person or two, but you're talking average or above average sales volume with four or five people total on the inside. It's not, I'm, I'm, I'm not in, in crazyville here. Right. (laughs) Well, okay. I mean, I mean, you know, if you were, you'd be the mayor 
I am the mayor of Crazyville. Wow, that's me taking a shot. That's that's role I know, reversal. That was, that was it was actually a totally, totally valid shot. Somewhere around Wednesday night, I decide because here in Salt Lake, one of the folks who used to be a team member of mine is a franchisee now as well, Wesley Keach. Shout out, Wes. Hopefully your team is listening to the podcast and can be like, hey, look at us. Because I called out Wes and I'm like, hey, Wes, um, we should uh, have a friendly competition. See how this is going. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I have spot on the leaderboard. Each night wins. Most wins. The loser pays for Leatherbees. For those of you that don't know Leatherbees. <laughs> Leatherbees in Salt Lake sells these. I don't know how else to put it. It's like a gallon of ice cream and a half a sheet of brownies for seven dollars. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Just insane. It's good stuff. <laughs> right? And so Wes was in all of his stores against the one store where I was at. Friendly competition. Oh wow. So it was you against the field, basically. Completely. This is this is mid-90s Tiger Woods going into a PGA tournament. Occasionally, I'm a hockey SOB. No, and I know, I know what I'm capable of, and I know here in Salt Lake, the last uh, six weeks that I've been here, whatever store I've been at has been top three in the leaderboard every night. So I, I, I know what I'm capable of. I know what I'm capable of teaching the team of. And by the way, most of those nights, just for the listeners, my apron is clean. I am not on product. My entire job is usually just bagging up deliveries and routing out drivers. That's all I actually do. So just um, a side note. Yes. So you're saying to get great service as a leader, you don't have to be the fastest pizza maker. You need to run the most efficient crew. 100%. And I'll get into that in a second. So Wednesday and Thursday, because I'm a cocky SOB. So I was in Kearns on Wednesday. That's what it was. Kearns on Wednesday and then Cottonwood on Thursday. Uh, Kearns was number one in the market. For our listeners, just for scope, this store that's number one in the market at Kearns in the fourth quarter averaged more than what an extreme delivery would be. If you know, you know. Okay, so their average delivery time was more than what an extreme delivery would be. And they were number one in the, in the market. Fabulous. I kind of make fun of Wes for a night. I go over to Cottonwood, and now Cottonwood is number one in the market on Thursday night. I kind of make fun of Wes for a minute. But now it's Friday, and I, I desperately want this to not be Drew as a cocky SOB. I want this to create change, right? Because the whole point of a friendly competition is to elevate everybody else. I'm going to let in a little Drew secret. Can I do that? Is that okay? The listeners are going to know. Drew and Sam. Drew and Sam talk secrets. Some of my listeners, some of the listeners here who used to work for me may get slightly upset here. So I apologize in advance, but I have a group chat with some of my ex-trainers, uh, the folks who were trainers for me for like 2014 to 2017, 2018. I have a group chat with them. We didn't have a manager between us. It was just the eight or nine of them at, at whatever rolling time it was in me. And so we got kind of close over those years and we have a group chat and we call it ex-bats because we're bats, Sam. Do you know what a bat is? No, but I'm very curious. It's actually a nickname that Stan Gage gave the team. They're badass trainers. Nice. Yeah, right. So it's the ex-bats. And so I decide to put into the group chat there because I know a couple of them still work for corporate, but there's most of them 
are in stores on a Friday night, whether it's because they're a director of ops for a franchise or a VP for a franchise or a COO for a franchise, they're all in stores on a Friday night. So I put it out to the whole bats again, cocky SOB. Wes is suffering. He's 0-2. Can you guys help him out? And it's me versus everybody again. They just have to show what store they're in. Gotcha. And Sam, last night, it was crazy. I can't talk delivery times, right? Because we don't like to do that. But let's just say that whatever you think a good service number is, take like two minutes off. And that's about what everybody was running. Wow. And there were a couple that were like four minutes less than what that good service time would be. Dang. And I lost. I lost. And I lost by being second in the Utah market. But here's the kicker. I'll take second because first was the current store that I taught on Wednesday. Nice. That's awesome. So the reason I'm telling this story is that all of a sudden, by creating the friendly competition, I can stoke those fires where I want to push a little bit harder tonight. What's in it for me? Nothing but bragging rights. There's Leatherbees, but I'll be honest, in a perfect world, Wes and I tie and, and we just get to spend a half hour together and laugh about it. There you go. I like that. The store last night, the crew was complaining that it was dead and they were the third busiest store in the market. Because it was efficient. Funny how that works. You know, I was in Cottonwood the last time I was there and we had a pretty good night and it was just an Italian eye on the make line. And the drivers were all saying, it doesn't seem busy. It doesn't seem busy in the same thing. We ended up being busier than they were the last time. It was just, it was just smooth. It was smooth like butter. Uh, they put me on the cut table. I had uh, one of the trainees, Lucas, was the go-captain for the night. I had another trainee, uh, Jason, as the load captain. And I had some Mike Rompel guy on the make line. He's not bad. He's not bad. And then I had one kid on the front counter. That was our whole Friday night inside staff. I probably would have beat all of my trainers if I'd had two more drivers right at 5 o'clock. It's just what it is. We got a little bit behind because that 5 to 5.30 half hour at that store is bonkers and and you know it's bonkers like again we don't like to talk sales numbers whatever your average is for a friday night hour that's what this store is doing that five o'clock half hour so we got a little behind had to run a couple doubles and you know doubles aren't conducive for for running fabulous crazy service but friendly competition now let me tell you how it turned out with the trainers this group chat has been open for gosh four years now maybe I started it before, before I left corporate as people started to rotate off my team. And we have never done anything like that in that group chat before. And some of that's on me because I'm not normally in a store on a Friday night. Not what we do. No, it's, it's, it's really not. It's, it's not what I'm asked to do. It's generally not a good use of my client's money for me. When I was with corporate, it was just not something I was needed to do. I had a team of people to do this. It's not that I was never in a store on a Friday night. It was just really rare. But oh my gosh, all of them are posting pictures from real time. And the, the joking back and forth, you know, they post like 10 stores and somebody else would be like, hey, 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 you know, you're in the slowest store. <laughs> Don't post all the fast ones, right? Like it, it was nice to see. And then again, all the service numbers were amazing. That's awesome. And so... I lost last night. Le who, the her. I may have beaten West, but again, it's Drew versus the field because I'm a cocky SOB occasionally. 
Okay. It's not occasionally, Sam. I got to be 100% honest. I've been doing this long enough that I know what works. And you're in the same boat, right? You can, you can not follow what I tell you. I can tell you what the results will be. You can follow what I tell you. I can tell you what the results will be. The delivery times, I mean, most of them started with, with a number that starts with a O. Like, and it's a Friday night. And if you can service your customers that way, it's just so amazing. So to see everybody elevate, and they were all in the group chat talking how, again, the friendly competition piece now, how they started to message their supervisors or their GMs or the store they were in, they started to help them set it up or prep more Sure, because we focused on it for a night. So the moral of the story here is not me tooting my own horn. It's do this with your own team. And it doesn't have to be serviced on a Friday night. It could be who can get the fastest, perfect close on a Wednesday, right? Before you clock out and leave your store, send pictures of, of how clean your store is and have the, the team compete about getting out quickly and cleanly, right? Like you can do all of these little tiny things to just refocus their efforts and drive just the smallest bit of friendly competition because we all know like that friendly competition piece is what drives so many people in leadership and in the Domino's world. You know, something you're going to read in the next couple of days. I think what we're talking about is the genius of galvanizing. Are you teasing the next episode? I could be. This is getting people to pull towards, towards a common goal, what you've decided what that goal is. It's amazing to me that the more we say it and the more it becomes true, and that's what gets measured, gets done. And we've just got to make sure that we're giving folks something to attain. We're giving them something to aspire to. And as leaders, that's our job every single day. And hopefully we start building on these one wins into two wins into three wins. And it starts to become standard operating procedure to turn the boat around is, you know, especially a boat as large as 21 stores in the Salt Lake area. You know, Mike's going about it a great way, bringing you in, bringing me in, changing one store at a time and getting some momentum in one store. You can't change 21 stores. You can't change 21 sets of team members. You can't change everything in one store at once. You have to decide what's most important. And circling back to the episode we did a few weeks back about CSAT, or we did it, I guess, on our uh, virtual training event. If the one thing we're measuring is CSAT, we got to do a lot of really good things to get that CSAT to where it's it's got to be. And I think doing exactly what you're doing is a great way to get some momentum towards getting that higher CSAT. And that's this friendly competition. Because if we can deliver pizzas fast, that is a huge component of a great customer experience. If we're delivering pizzas fast and the pizzas are good, now we've got two components. Let's work on one component at a time and get your teams some wins, get your team some momentum and start to see that sparkle in their eye where they see that they can they can actually accomplish something. And I think they'll get to where they need to be. Now, for those of you listening, you're like, hey, I'm a, I'm a store GM and I'm in this new area and I don't know anybody. That's cool. You know your crew. Have a friendly competition for who can prep Parm Bites fastest, who can stretch skins fastest. Like, like you can have these friendly competitions in your store. And here's the key, I think, to all of it, right? To your point, Sam, it, it's that change, right? So once the friendly competition's over, it's not good enough to just high five and say, here's the winner. It's you got to do that next step. I've got to do the quick debrief of cool. You won. What did you change? Hey, you improved. 
What did you do different? Why not do that every time? You don't have to be in a group of bats to have friendly competition. I mean, you've got numbers from last week. And if you were happy with those numbers, what would make you happier? And if you weren't happy with those numbers, what would make you happy? And simply continue to compete against yourself and give the crew something to shoot for. And just because I know some folks are negative Nancy's, doubting Debbie's, whatever the phrase is, other than the first day of training, because I bring them in early and we have like three hours of setup. We, we run a little bit over on labor. Other than that day, every other day of the week, we're usually a two to 3% negative labor variance. Yeah. I mean, everybody always says you can buy service, you can buy service, you can buy service, and you certainly can buy service. 100% I can buy service. The other thing you can do is you can efficiently use the labor dollars you're spending and get better service, which is the track I, I think we're going down here. I think that's the way most folks want to run it. Friendly competition doesn't have to be around service. It can legit be around anything. Do it in your store. Do it amongst other stores. Do it inside your supervisor area. You're a smaller franchisee, four or five stores. Do it amongst the stores. The reward can just be a high five, right? Right. Or ice cream. Or ice cream. The key is the leader is to ask, what did you do different? What could you improve on even next time? Right. So, so I can identify, this is what I did and it worked. And this is, oh my gosh, now that I've done it, oh my gosh, we should have done this. Great. You got tomorrow, do a different friendly competition. Now, maybe you don't do one every day. That's fine too. Or maybe you do. That's just it, right? Like, like that's the beauty of this is it's up, it's up to you to take this friendly competition between your assistants, amongst assistants in your franchise. Like there's so many ways you can do this and it helps build that team. And how many episodes have we talked, Sam, about about having a connection to work of more than just what the pay is, right? If you're part of a team, you want to stay. So you're having the friendly competition involve everybody in the store. Hey, drivers, we're pushing for uh, delivery times tonight. What can you do in the store on your feet to help us get there? Hey, CSRs, we're having this little friendly competition. What can you do tonight to help us, right? Involve the team. It's amazing what people will tell you. And then you start to pull them in where they're tied to more than just I show up, I clock in, I clock out, I go home. For leaders that are just beginning their journey into leadership, let's talk about one of the stumbling blocks that will happen. You said it earlier. We've both been around long enough. We know that if you do this, you'll get these results. We know that if you don't do this, you'll get these results. I think what's going to happen is somebody's going to listen to this podcast and they're going to say, I'm going to try that. And they're going to try it and it's going to work. And then they're going to fall into this false sense of security where they say, okay, my service times are fixed. I can put away the pom-poms. I can put away the cheerleader uniform and I don't have to tell them everything I do. And then the next day is going to come and they're going to start to get those results that they got before. As a leader, once you fix something, you have to maintain it in the same energy and effort level that you fixed it with. Your team will never, ever outpace your desire for success and excellence. You have got to be the driving force for that. And because it worked today doesn't mean that they will continue it tomorrow unless you give them the full-fledged expectation and you have the fun competition and you continue to set the pace. And some of you may be saying, 
oh my goodness gracious, do I have to do this every day? Yes, you do. That's what you signed up for. Wait, wait, Sam, are there three principles you have around leadership that might clue us into that? There might be, and I'm so glad you teed that up. If you're going to be in leadership, it's not easy, it's not fair, and it's not for everyone. And like I've said before, if you're listening to this podcast, you've already determined that number three doesn't include you. You're in. So you've got to understand that it's not easy and it's not fair. It's not easy to go in every single day and set up this sense of competition and drive your team to be the very best. You're going to have off days. You're going to have baggage. There's going to be things that are on your mind. Gang, you got to check that baggage at the door and you've got to go in and be the leader that they need you to be if you're going to drive the results that you want to drive. And I know you can do that. It takes work. So, Sam. So, Drew. Friendly competition standpoint. I don't know if you've noticed, but in the last few weeks, we've had many, many listeners tag us on posts, do the whole, here I am following your podcast, get me that hat pin. Yeah, which by the way, um, uh, we're out of hat pins, um, <laughs> but the next batch has been ordered and I'm awaiting them from the vendor. So for the folks that have reached out to me and they're wondering where their hat pin is, it's coming, I promise. We, we got wiped out fast. <laughs> we, we did. It's amazing what happens when we're like, oh, that would be pretty cool. Let's order a few. And then everybody's like, yes, we want them. And we're like, wait, that's yeah. three times the <laughs> number of people that pins we ordered. Crap. Yeah, now we're <laughs> out. But if you're listening and you're willing to post that you follow the podcast, then you know what? Post what your next friendly competition is. There you go. Tag us because we can start to build that pool of ideas, right? Because there's so many things. Years ago, Sam, didn't we tell everybody you had to wear a stopwatch, right? We did. Remember those days? I do. Had to wear a stopwatch. Yep. <clears throat> now everybody's got the cell phone on them. It's got the stopwatch on them. You can time everything and anything. And there's so much data. You can, you can measure almost anything. So you can have a friendly competition around whatever you want. Who can clean a bathroom the fastest? Who can put the truck away the fastest? All of these little things. The key to all of it is your debrief. What did you do different to do that? What could you do better next time? And if you want the debrief to be exponentially better, then facilitate the debrief. Make it a, a dialogue, not a monologue. Instead of telling the team members what they could have done better, ask them what they saw. You need to take inventory of your team and what they're seeing and how invested they are in the game. And if you ask them what they saw and what they think could go better next time, first of all, you know that they're paying attention. But second of all, what if they saw something you didn't that could be a game changer on the next rush? Now your team starts to think that it's not a dictatorship. It's not so-and-so saying, this is what we're going to do. And then we go out and do it. It's, hey, we are a team and we're trying to come together as a team to become the strongest team we possibly can and be at the top of the leaderboard and get to the ice cream, huge brownie and go from there. I mean, who doesn't want a giant like gallon of ice cream on warm fudge brownies? I mean, who just doesn't want that? I'm going to digress for just a second because 
as you're talking about this giant plate of brownie and gallon of ice cream, it makes me immediately remember one of our trips to Chicago where we went to Harry Carey's and you ordered lasagna and the lasagna that came out came out in like a half sheet pan. You just like big food, dude. I'm a big guy, right? So, well, there is that, you know. Yeah. And, and occasionally, occasionally I do have that, that problem that, you know, if you're going to put all of that in front of me, I'm going to have to eat all of that. Why it's a lot of salad now here in Salt Lake. A lot of salad. Yeah. Wow, yeah. And big salad. It is now just a big salad. All right, great. Let's uh let's get on final approach, land this plane. What what else do you want to tell the the listening audience out there about friendly competition? I think what I want to tell them is that I want to thank them for listening because we have crossed thirty thousand downloads. We've crossed seventy episodes, and it's all because of the listeners. It's amazing how many people I see in Salt Lake who are like, wait, 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 that's your podcast. Yes, actually, that's mine. That's why I actually still have one hat pin. Yeah. So thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, please share it with your friends, share it with your team members, play it in the store while you're doing prep. I actually heard that the other day too. That was amazing. Uh, like us, follow us, subscribe. This has been episode 72 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I am Sam with Bowser Consulting. As always, gang, go out and sell more pizza. And have more fun. That's all, folks.